Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Tell you what, I want to continue looking at this whole fear or not thing, which we've been looking at for many, many years. Episodes, right? But boy, the Lord's serious about it. I mean, He really is. Of late, we've looked at the fourth chapter of First John, and so let's just go ahead and look at the fifth chapter because it flows obviously from the fourth. And what the Lord is speaking to us uh, through the Apostle John, uh, the one that Jesus loved—that's how uh, the Apostle himself described it. He was likely the youngest of the uh, twelve apostles that were with Jesus. He could have been as young as eighteen, nineteen, or twenty years old when he was with Jesus here on earth. Now he's at the very end of his life, and we believe that he lived past uh, the age of 100. And he's writing back uh, to a group of believers, and that's the reason he talks to them. And he says, little children, little children. He's speaking to them in a very fatherly kind of way. So he's just told them in the fourth chapter, you know what, don't believe every spirit. Okay, there's ways to test this, and he tells what to do. And a major way to examine what spirit somebody's actually moving in is whether they love one another. And at the end of the fourth chapter, he says, you know what, if you say that you love God, and yet you hate your brother, you're a liar. And that's the word he uses is liar. <laughs> you know, we, we will tell our kids, don't call somebody a liar. Don't say a liar. Well, that's usually true in the way that we want to use it as human beings, right? But the Lord uses it right there. And boy, he's forthright about it. And he says, don't. This, this is who you are. Over in Revelation, he says something about to call somebody a liar. So the first verse of the fifth chapter just continues on from that statement. And he says, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And whoever loves the child, I mean, loves the father, loves the child born of him. Skip the line there. Let me read it again. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And whoever loves the father loves the child born of him. So that comes right out of the previous couple of verses where he says, if you say you love God and yet you hate a brother, then you're a liar. Why? Because whoever believes that Jesus Christ is born of God, then you're truly saved. And whoever loves the Father, in other words, you do love the Father, then you're going to love the child born of him. So that really sort of defines some things right here. These brothers that we've been looking at are talking about those who are born again. Now, there are many false brothers. You know, We've talked about that a good bit. There are many false brothers in religious organizations and things like that. What do you do with those? Well, you pray for their salvation. You speak forth the truth of them constantly, continually. Okay. Too often we just sort of sit back and think, well, you know, maybe they know better than that. I, I guess God knows what their heart is. Well, yeah, God does know what their heart is. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. But we have a role and responsibility, you see at the end of the book of Jude, to snatch people out of the fire, to help a brother, you know, help somebody, and to get them in the right relationship with the Lord. So, 1 John chapter 5, verse 2 continues, By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and we observe His commandments. In other words, we do His commandments. Well, what was the commandment that He said earlier? In the fourth chapter, to love one another. So this is how you know that you love the children of God, that you actually love God, and that you're loving one another. Verse 3, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, 
and his commandments are not burdensome. Now, this isn't the type of thing that you see in Judaism, where they believe that they were brought into a right relationship with God by keeping the laws and keeping all the various rabbinical interpretations thereof. Okay, No, that's not it at all. What we see here is that the Lord is saying, you need to keep my commandments, not as a means of attaining salvation, but as an overflow and the fruit of the salvation that you have. If you're truly saved, then you will keep the commandments. Well, what are the commandments? Well, Jesus was asked that point blank one time. And he asked the guy back, he said, well, what do you say? You know, well, you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Yeah, this is it. The commandment is you love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. And the second is locked unto it, that you love one another. He said, these are not burdensome commandments. Well, how are they not burdensome? Because it's not our burden to carry. We are equipped and empowered by the Most High God to do exactly this, to love one another. As a matter of fact, Jesus says it over in uh, uh, 13th chapter of John, I think, same dude that wrote this right here, John, where he said, says this, that the world will know that you're my disciples by your love for one another. I haven't mentioned that lately. I used to mention it every other episode, right? <laughs> that it's not by our great theology. It's not by our great worship, our great teaching, our great preaching, our, our great programs, our great buildings, the number of people we got. It's not by any of that stuff that the world will know that you're truly my disciples. The world will know by your love for one another. Folks, that's profound. And so out of this love, that's not a burdensome thing. It is empowered by God. The burden comes when we come and get in the way. When we come and trip things up. When we come and try to do it of our own volition, our own flesh, our own power. When we refuse to let the Lord move in this way because we're angry with somebody, we're mad at somebody, some type of foolishness like that. Let me read another verse here right here. Verse 4. Well, let me start with 3 again. We'll flow through it. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments. And His commandments are not burdensome. Verse 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. And when you read it right here, it's got a dash. Okay. <laughs> what is the victory that overcomes the world? Our faith. Our faith. Our faith is the victory that overcomes the world. And this isn't faith that we've whipped up ourselves. We've seen that in previous uh, portions of Scripture, on and on and on. It is faith that comes from the Most High God that draws us. And we repent and confess and we believe because of the faith that He's released within us and we are saved. That is the victory that overcomes the world. Not fear, folks. Faith. Believers should not have any modicum of fear in their life. Not the fear of the flesh, not the fear of the world. Now, again, I always feel like I have to qualify this. You know, there's not the, there's things by which we go, oh, I, that, that scared me. I was afraid of that. I totally understand. If you're walking along, my great example, and all of a sudden you stumble upon a copperhead right there, and you turn around and run away, don't let somebody say, well, you're not walking in faith. You're just walking in fear. No, you're walking in wisdom. <laughs> Right there. You're walking in knowledge, okay? So we're not talking about that type of thing in the way that God created us to understand what might be dangerous and that kind of thing. No, no, no. And it's also um, not talking about the fear that we have of the Most High God. We are to walk in the fear of the Most High God. 
But that's the fear of awe, the fear of reverence, though it does carry along that idea of how you would fear your dad, perhaps, when you were a child, okay? When you had done something wrong, you knew you were going to be disciplined, okay? There is that type of fear, and it is that kind of that element of fear with the Most High God. We have that. But we're not to move within the fear that we are seeing in the world today. Oh, a fear of just abject foolishness. Foolishness. Don't even get me started on it. Uh, the things that man says, oh, well, this will protect you and this will watch over you. You've got to do this. you got to do this. And there's no truth behind it at all. It is just simply manipulating the people and controlling the people. It's literally a spirit of witchcraft. And if you walk within the fear of the world and the fear of flesh, then you are walking within patterns of idolatry because you're choosing the way of witchcraft rather than choosing the way of faith in the Most High God. It's easy to get stumbled and get tripped up with that. I'll, I'll grant you that. Everybody knows that. But folks, choose the way of faith. Turn to the Most High God. Fear not. He's already equipped us and empowered us to love. He's equipped us and empowered us to walk in faith and to reject that fear. And you say, well, I did it once, but the fear came back. Well, duh. Yeah. Do it again. Always choose to walk in the pattern of faith. Reject fear. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.